The Mets won despite a sticky situation involving Max Scherzer. This is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Lockdown MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. There's my lower third. You can call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for the last know, decade or so. And this is now my fifth full season with the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown at Locked On MLB Pods, uh, and you can find me at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube, and be sure to tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Hey, uh, let's get right to the big story. Obviously, a you know a huge potential playoff matchup was taking place right down the street from where I'm sitting right now in the luxurious uh, locked on ML baseball studios in Pasadena, California, overlooking the historic Rose Bowl. The Mets and the Dodgers locked antlers today with uh, Noah Syndergaard, former Mets star, going against Max Scherzer, future Hall of Famer. Scherzer gave the Mets, uh, what, three shutout innings and then was kind of sort of thrown out of the game. Now, of course, I don't know what it says about me. I know it says about me that I almost instantly went to the worst potential case scenario, that somehow Max Scherzer was indeed a big old cheat this whole time and all this. And it, I have to say, I'm, I'm watching the press conferences and watching happen. He had something in his glove, and they did the whole thing of changing the glove or this, that, and the other thing. And then the umps gave him the heave and then the hoe. And we saw that he was ejected for something sticky on his fingers. He, he was just, you know, th that's what was going on. Now, this wasn't a situation like uh, Pineda with the Yankees a few years ago where he had a gigantic glob like he was, you know, slimed in Ghostbusters in the middle of a ball game. And Scherzer was kind of pleading his contest in in a – uh, in an interesting way, like a like a real sort of, you've got to be effing kidding me. Not a you caught me situation, but what is going on here situation. Now, for Met fans, it turned out okay. The Mets rallied. They scored, uh, you know, they scored two runs in the fifth, and they scored three unanswered runs later in the game. They won the game five to three, and it was a it was a good win for the Mets again. Anytime you go into a stadium like Dodger Stadium, the Dodgers are obviously an elite team. They're off to a bit of a clunky start. Who are we kidding? They're going to have a great year. But when you look at the schedule say, ah, I'm going to Dodger Stadium, that might be a tough game. When you win that game, especially after Scherzer gets the heave, and you couple that with the fact that the Braves' tremendous you know, uh, winning streak finally ended, the eight-game winning streak finally ended, well, you know, it means – you know, the Mets are holding their own with Atlanta. But it was just a strange what it, it, it sounded like it was. I, I couldn't really get the story straight. It was he had rosin on his finger 
he also had tape on his finger to to get a hold of the communication system. The rosin got sticky. Scherzer looked, you know, absolutely peeved. His his different color eyes were going off, you know, like crazy, like the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. Uh, it's it, I, you know, we're gonna have to see how this unpacks. We're gonna see if he's suspended or anything like that. You know, I can't help but wonder if a suspension wouldn't be the worst thing for Scherzer because it would sort of save his arm a little bit. We saw that he was a little pooped down the stretch with the New York Mets, but it was a galvanizing win. And I love, you know, Buck Showalter is one of my favorite people in baseball. And the fact that he was sort of kind of like deadpan, he was almost like Stephen Wright, the the comedian, not the, the awful former Red Sox pitcher, uh, that he just wanted to talk about the game and talk about the win. And, you know, I'm sure for him, he's a manager and his team just beat the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium, won the series against Los Angeles. Brandon Nimmo had a bunch of great things that happened. So we will see what happens. And hopefully it here's the deal. When you have someone like Scherzer, at least for me, I hope it was just a wackadoodle misunderstanding with the umpire and having, you know, rosin mixed with sweat. You know, we got to make sure we have some sort of, you know, uh, universal understanding that rosin with sweat equals sticky stuff. And it may not be him doing the ticky tack thing. But uh, we'll see how this unfolds. But it's a, you know, in the end, the best part, for at least for Mets fans, was it was a W. It was a W. There were a couple of games that were played on Wednesday that I feel really, really badly for fans who arrived not quite at the beginning of the game, like maybe got there at the bottom of the first. And that happens, especially on day games. There were a couple of day games. The, the big one was in uh, Cincinnati. The Reds were playing a day game against Tampa Bay. The Reds won big earlier in the series against Tampa Bay. They thought, oh, maybe if the, you know, day game after night game, the Reds win to take a series. You know, the they just, you know, they had the big contract extension recently. And maybe a couple of good things are happening with the Reds. Um, Tampa Bay scored six runs before Cincinnati had an at-bat. And I can't help but wonder the red, the poor schmuck red fan who came in, say, all right, I got my here for a great day. It's still early in the season. Who knows? I got my popcorn here. Got my hot dog here. I got my Coke here. I got my pennant. I'm at a Reds game. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, we're already down six. It's going to be a long year. It's going to be a long year. And somehow... That wasn't even the worst I felt for a fan because when you went to Denver, another day game was being played. The Pirates trying to hold their own, you know, trying to, as we're entering this, this show is dropping uh, in on the 20th of April. A couple of these teams are trying to stay relevant into May and the Pirates put up a five spot in the first. The Rockies were down five before they even came to bat. And imagine if you were a little bit late because you, know, you had to leave work, you do this. And well, we got there in the bottom of the second. What's the score? Nine nothing. The same score that it would be if the Rockies didn't show up. If you forfeit a game, so we're not even going to show up. Officially, they make the score nine nothing. Which means, as a fan, you got to hope your team does better than not showing up. And to the Rockets' credit, they wound up scoring three runs. They still lost by 11. 
I felt badly for those fans. Another day game had turned to a blowout. At least it was interesting for the first two-thirds of the game, the Cubs and the A's. The Cubs are on a massive win streak, but I think that's partly because the A's are just the great tonic for all your ills. You know, it was a 2-2 game going into the sixth inning. All right, hey, look at that. The A's are holding their own with the Cubs. Final score, 12-2. to 12-2, and, uh, you know, I'm going to go to baseballreference.com. I actually didn't look this up. I just, I'm, I have to know this. I have to know this because right now, the, 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 the run differential right now um, for the, for the A's is just, is, is just obscene. Um, yeah, they've scored 65 runs and they have allowed a hundred and 51 runs that we're getting close to a negative 90 run differential. And a big reason for that is you take a look at their win loss record. I mean, it's, it's horrible. They are uh, three and 16. They've lost uh, 16 of their first 19 games, but good Lord, they've been shut out four times already. And they have allowed, let me, I'm going to go to baseball.com. I'm saying of history of planet earth. They have, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. We haven't even reached 20 games. They've played 19 games. And out of those 19 games, nine of them, their pitching staff has allowed 10 or more runs. And in one of them, they let up nine. So if you want to just say, more than half their games, their pitching staff has let up nine or more runs. This is grotesque what's happening with the Oakland A's. And I feel badly. I really do. We're going to take a peek at some of the other teams around there, but it's just, it's just getting too much. It's too much. I mean, the fans in Oakland need a break and the, the, the team needs a boost. And quite frankly, I don't know what to do. I mean, don't ask Max Scherzer. He's going to put something sticky on your hands. Maybe, what the A's and their fans need is a built bar. I got a built bar right here. What flavor did I get here? Uh, oh, cookies and cream. This is a really good. This is a really good built bar flavor, you know. And by the way, uh, on the twenty second day of April, this is being dropped on the twentieth. On twenty second day of April, there's something great coming from Built.com. I don't have all the details yet. They haven't told me yet. I do get these beautiful bars, but the excitement is real and something you don't want to miss. So if you know how Built works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world. And they do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quantities. Cookies and cream is not a limited quantity one, but it's still pretty darn good. Mark your calendars. Make yourself a little uh, 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 alert on your iPhone or whatever calendar you use. Head to Built.com today on Saturday, April 22nd to be the first to discover what the hype is about. I don't know what it is. I swear. I can't wait to see what the new flavor is. I have some ideas what it could be. I may, I may have an inside track in that, but you don't. But guess what? Use promo code LOCKEDON15. You'll get 15% off your order for Built Bars. Um, let's just hop around the league a little bit. You know, the Pirates are still winning. The, the Rangers are still in first place. A... You know, um, another blowout win, twelve to three. 
uh, wasn't as ugly as those other games. Uh, Mike Trout had a chance to be uh, a big hero, and he wound up striking out with a go-ahead run on second base, and the Yankees wound up winning that game in extra innings. It was quite a day for Aaron Judge, who made a catch stealing a home run, and he hit a home run for himself. A walk-off win for the Yankees on a sack fly. Um, oh, well, Boston fans had a rough day. Twins were up 3 nothing before the fans got the officiating down. It was 7 nothing after three innings. The final score was 10-4. It was a CB score. Uh, Joey Gallo, remember him? He had a big home run for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, the Giants, who have been really lackluster so far, um, they got a couple of home runs in extra innings in Miami. Uh, Conforto got the go-ahead home run, and they wound up winning that game at 11 innings. Maybe the Giants can dust themselves off. I'm not sure. The Marlins still have their noses above 500. Uh, the Tigers' winning streak came to an end. Another really close game. Jose Ramirez got a three-run home run. Guardians over the Tigers there. Um, the uh, I mentioned the the Mets and the Phillies. I mean the Mets and the the Dodgers. Oh, oh, there was a big game. I remember it. Uh, Nick Martinez was fantastic. Charlie Morton was fantastic. A really, really tight game between San Diego and Atlanta, which could very well be a playoff preview. And Juan Soto, who's gotten off to a really unimpressive start for San Diego, he hit a solo home run, and that was all the offense. Final score one nothing. Maybe it'll take a couple games like that to wake up uh, Juan Soto. And by the way, break up the Brewers. They swept a dramatic series with the uh, Seattle Mariners. This was another come from behind win. They got a seven, uh, a seventh inning. They they let up a uh, uh, five run seventh inning. Bryce Terang got the big hit for the Milwaukee Brewers. They're still in first place. Uh, and uh, the Orioles. By the way, I have I've got a bunch of Oriole fans. Dan Roddix, I'm looking at you who keep getting on me for not mentioning the Orioles enough. They were great today. 4 nothing victory. Do you know who wasn't great today? Uh, oh, and the, the Astros came up big late. It was a, really, it was actually a very good game. It was a 2-1 to one game in the bottom of the ninth, but then the uh, Jeremy Payne, you got a three-run home run, and the Astros rolled up an 8-1 to one score. It was a lot closer than it looked. Uh, the Cardinals absolutely manhandled Madison Bumgarner. And even though the Diamondbacks, you know, rallied to tie the game, Bumgarner just, you know, Edmonds, Tommy Edmonds hit a big home run. Bumgarner just looks bad. He looks bad. And I want to talk about this for a second. You know, we talked about Max Scherzer, multiple Cy Young winner of the 2010s. There was no bigger, you know, big game pitcher in the 2010s than Madison Bumgarner with his being such a vital role of the three World Series titles that the Giants won. The guy has two complete game shutouts in the wildcard game. He threw a complete game shutout in the 2014 wildcard game against the Pirates, the 2016 wildcard game against the Mets. He you know, got a complete game and a save in the World Series. He was a World Series hero by the time he was 2021 in the, the 2010 World Series. But he's been a total bust in uh, Arizona. And, you know, time is undefeated, and not everyone's going to be Scherzer. Bumgarner had an unbelievably, you know, tremendous peak, and he was one of those pitchers who is not going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's going to be remembered kind of like, or Hershiser, kind of like, you know, Dave Stewart, and I would argue, um, 
you know, someone who are some of the other ones who would be like, you know, El Duque Hernandez, people who are, you know, good, solid regular season pitchers who just showed up big come the playoffs. And he just didn't have the longevity of someone like John Smoltz or Tommy Glavin or someone like that. But his peak was fantastic. He had one of the single greatest postseasons in the history of baseball. But time is undefeated. And he signed with Arizona after the 2019 season when the Giants went on a little bit of a roll in 2019 and sort of prevented them from doing a fire sale and having Bruce Bochy finish his Giants tenure with a bunch of nobodies. They didn't wind up trading Madison Bumgarner. He skedaddled to Arizona via free agency, and he's been a bust. He's been a bust. And I don't see him suddenly getting better. Uh, you know, his ERA right now is 1026 after what three or four starts. That's not good. You know, good, that's not that. And he's still on the hook for you know 35 something million dollars. And I was thinking about this. It's not working for him. Maybe, maybe because he is, you know, he's a professional with a you know competitive streak in him. Maybe it's a situation of a change of scenery could work, but with that contract, it's just the, it's a catastrophe. So I was looking around and I thought like, wait a minute, what if they do a bad contract for bad contract swap right now? The Yankees have Aaron Hicks who uh, in 2018 was an outstanding player, had a, a couple of, you know, very good years with the Yankees, but since, Really, since 2021, he's either been hurt or he's been bad. And again, like Madison Bumgarner, he's in his middle 30s. His days of being a you know a base stealing guy with with home run power and everything like that. You know what? It's it's just not going to happen. And they're better off. The Yankees might be better off. They don't know what to do with him. He, he's got no role on the team anymore. And he's owed, if, if his final options pick up, roughly the same amount as Madison Bumgarner. So I was thinking about that. What if they just did that? What if they said, hey, we can't use this guy. It's an impossibly bad situation. You've got a guy sort of a possibly bad situation. They're making roughly the same amount of money, especially if they pick up the option on Hicks. So you take our guy, we take your guy, and see what happens. I mean... Let me ask you something. If you have, if you're Arizona and the stench of the Bumgarner contract is hanging over the team and they, the, you know, the Diamondbacks are in first place and they actually have very good pitching. It's just odd that Bumgarner is the anchor and not in a good way. He's the one kind of weighing it down and maybe getting him to move on and getting the, the the thoughts of that. I don't know what kind of influence he has on the other players, but maybe that kind of change will do, you know, the, the Elton John lyric, a change is going to do you good. Same thing with Hicks. And, you know, the Yankees, their pitching staff, their starting pitching staff looks pretty thin right now. And maybe you can say, hey, Bumgarner, we know you're not going to be a, you know, the ace that you were in all those years with the Giants. But I don't know. What if you put together a good month or two? What if you put, what if you're better than Clark Schmidt or something like that? And you catch lightning in a bottle. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You just, you know, you've swapped out the contract that you would have had for Aaron Hicks. And Aaron Hicks maybe said, like, hey, I'm out of that situation. And maybe, just maybe, that could be a relief. I don't know. Neither do you. 
Who says no to that trade? I threw that out there. I threw that out there via Twitter. I threw that out there uh, via um, Instagram. I threw that out there via YouTube. Got a bunch of, uh, a lot of interesting results in that. Um, uh, Mike Bates said, probably Bumgarner says no to it. He's a five-team no-trade clause. Not sure it's on it, but Yankees were on his last one. That's true. He may not want to play in New York, but he may look up and say, hey, the Yankees are going to be a contending team. The Yankees are going to be a potential playoff team. Eh, why not? Why not give it a shot? Um, uh, uh, L.A. fan in San Diego, the real Steve for one, said, I thought you were a Red Sox fan. You would want the greatest postseason pitcher of all time on the Yankees. My response to him was, yes, that Bumgarner was one of the all-time great postseason pitchers in the 2010s. But the pitcher who is now is not the same pitcher who came out of the bullpen against Kansas City in 2014. Not the same guy. So, yeah, it would be weird to see him as a Yankee, but, you know, time is undefeated. Um, You know, and I basically said that to um, uh, what I just said. Like, you know, he's not the same pitcher. Uh, L.A. fan in San Diego did respond and say, yes, but I wouldn't be surprised if he still dominates in the playoffs. He's just wired that way. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's like when El Duque came out of the bullpen as a member of the White Sox and you sort of saw that he just, you know, had a, had a couple more dominating innings left in him. Um, it's interesting. We I'd like to see the uh, swap bad contract for bad contract. But, um, you know, I got an interesting response, and I want it's going to bring up something a little better or a little bigger than baseball in the final segment. And I'm going to dip my toe into it because it's it's a plea, and I, I'm not going to get political. I'm not. In fact, I'm going to do the opposite of it. But I'm going to dip my toe into something that might be a little bit risky on a baseball podcast to talk about. But just here we go. Uh, Jack Waters said, uh, who would say no in that deal? He said, you know, Bumgarner's beard and politics. And he put bad in parentheses. And I look at, I'm not, I don't want to get into politics here for a second. But there's something I want to bring up. Because I got a response that reminds me of the fact that I got a response last week regarding Mike Piazza and his politics. And it made me stop and think and basically say to everyone, hey, folks, we need to talk. We need to talk about how we are going to enjoy our baseball and how to enjoy life in general. Because, you know, a lot of things in life right now need some fixing. Kind of like when you have to fix your car. And let me tell you something. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit. It's the same as when it comes to your vehicles. Every part needs to fit just right. So next time you need parts and accessories, head to where? Where should you go? You should head to, there it is, eBay Motors. (laughs) I I had to uh, stall there for a second. Head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can make sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win 
when you have the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts and the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only and exclusions apply. Uh, just one quick thing to say. Uh, Nick Morawski from Locked On White Sox is coming up on an upcoming episode. We're also going to be talking Blue Jays. We're going to be talking, uh, we're going to be talking Pirates with Ethan Smith coming up as well. So we've got a couple interesting episodes coming up. Okay, here we go. Probably shouldn't bring this up. I'm going to bring it up anyway because I think it's worth talking about. I was saying a bunch of things praising Mike Piazza during the World Baseball Classic when he was the manager of the Italy team. And I said something along the lines of, I'm a big Mike Piazza fan. Can't think of any reason not to love Mike Piazza. And somebody wrote to me saying, you know, reminding me that Mike Piazza's politics skew right. And I don't want to bring my own personal politics in. I will say that my politics skew left. But I also know that this is not a political show. This is a baseball show. And yes, baseball does not exist in a vacuum. We just celebrated Jackie Robinson Day to show that, you know, uh, social issues do spill over onto the field. But for the most part, sports should be a respite, something that's enjoyable to do and it's enjoyable to have in your life. And I'm a fan of Mike Piazza, the baseball player. Mike Piazza is not my senator. Mike Piazza is not my alderman. He was a player on the Dodgers and the Mets and a couple of the teams sprinkled around, but mainly Dodgers and especially the Mets when I was living in New York. Yeah, uh, he, I probably don't agree with him politically. Doesn't really matter to me. That's not why I find him entertaining. You know, I'm a, you know, grew up in New England, love of the Red Sox. I was at the bloody sock game where Kurt Schilling had the bloody sock. You think I agree with Kurt Schilling on things? I got into an argument on Twitter with Kurt Schilling about evolution at one point. And all the while I, you know, I put a, 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 a postscript on every tweet I sent to him with, thank you very much for 2004, 2007. You brought me a lot of happiness. Again, I don't agree with probably anything Kurt Schilling says. I think he belongs in the hall of fame. You know, I, I he's, he, we don't agree politically. That's not why I cheered him. I didn't say, yeah, I agree with your policies. And I'm going to say this for everybody. If you're on the left, if you're on the right, if you're down the middle, if you're politically neutral, which I don't understand how a human being can be that way, we got to knock off something. And we have to come to an understanding of something because it will, not having this understanding is going to prevent us from experiencing happiness. Are you following me? For everybody, these last few years have been rough. They've been tough. I don't care what stripe you are. These have been, this has been a rough decade at least. And there's been a lot of things that have happened over these last bunch of years that have sapped joy out of our hearts and out of our lives and added stress and added just unwarranted aggravation so we need to have things in our lives that just give us happiness i'm doing this because it makes me happy i'm enjoying this that's one reason i never get on anybody for that thing that they love 
If they want to watch the British Baking Show, or they care about Meghan Markle, or they want to watch uh, Star Wars, or Marvel, or Wednesday on Netflix, or if they're into quilting, or stamps, or lacrosse, or hockey, or whatever it is, I never say, that's dumb. Does it give you happiness? Yes. Is it hurting anyone? No. If you If those are the two boxes you check, then let them have it because it might give them a little bit of happiness. Now, here's the thing we have to understand. And if we can come to this agreement and come to this understanding, we're gonna enjoy things in life because we need the things that give us joy. And if we start eliminating the things that give us joy, then we're gonna become even more tense. Athletes, I'm gonna make some generalizations here. Just assume an athlete's politics are going to skew to the right. Just assume a artist or an actor or performer's politics are going to skew to the left. And if you just have that assumption on both sides, you're going to enjoy your life a lot more. If I look up and I say, oh, my God, I love how he plays the game. I love how he gets that big hit. I love how he, he makes that great pitch. I say, ah, yes, but you know what he voted for? Buddy, buddy, let me watch the game. Same thing if you're like, oh, I saw this great movie or I listened to this great song. Yeah, but you know where they stand on this issue? Buddy, buddy, enjoy the song. Enjoy the movie. Have that be something that gives you happiness. Because think about it. Who do athletes come from? The jocks. The jocks might be bullies, but they sometimes they're bullies, or sometimes they're these lone types who are like, I just need to, you know, fight and use my physical force to win and have that sort of I'm gonna do it on my own sort of you know athlete mentality. Yeah, that may foster kind of a libertarian mindset. Just like who winds up being a singers or, or artists. They were the creative types, the theater types who are a little more touchy-feely into our, our, you know, into our feelings and everything. I was in high school. I was both an athlete and with a theater crowd. And it is absolutely no surprise to me that almost all the theater kids have grown up to become left and all the athlete types have grown up to become right. Not all of them. You'll find exceptions. You know, there are exceptions to the rules. Vince Vaughn is a conservative actor. Sean Doolittle is a left-wing baseball player. Those are the exceptions. Just go through life. Mike Piazza didn't get my admiration because I thought he was a good statesman. I don't see the home run that he hit post 9-11 and start thinking, yeah, but you know who we voted for? No, I don't. Because I found something that gave us joy, and we need all of that right now. Same thing if you were, no, oh, I'm not going to follow this singer who wrote, wrote this great song or this great movie. I'm trying to, who's probably the most left? Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner's probably the most left there is out there, all right? You're going to tell me that you're not going to watch Spinal Tap or The Prince's Bride or Stand By Me or The Sure Thing or when Harry met Sally, or A Few Good Men, you're not going to watch those movies and enjoy them. What? I just rattle off like, what, six or seven grade movies. Oh, but I don't like who he voted for. Really? 
That's what you're going to do? You're going to deprive yourself joy? We can't afford to de deprive ourselves joy. We can't make decisions. I am going to take joy away from myself. We can't. There's too much sadness now. Baseball is a happy thing. Sports to me are a happy thing. Same way movies and, and songs are. So just have those two assumptions. Yeah, they probably, probably won't agree with them. I probably will agree with them politically. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because that's not why we're enjoying it. And we need joy these days. I remember when the strike of 1994 and the lockout of 1995 ended. There's a lot of people saying, I'm not going to go to a baseball game. I was there opening day. I never understood the people striking against it. it. Never made sense to me. You're depriving yourself happiness. I was there opening day. Cheering. It's back. I'm happy. And all those people say, I'm never going to another ball game again. By 1998, when Sosa McGuire hit home runs, yeah, those stands were packed with people who swore they would never go to a game again. Don't deprive yourselves of happiness. And guess what? You can also see, look, this is not a call for, uh, you know, everything's right down the middle and everything like that. Got to hear both sides. This is a call for don't deprive yourself of happiness. And by the way, if you see creative endeavors, uh, Rob Reiner, Mr. Left Wing, has you know worked and directed James Woods, who's super right wing. You know, Sean Penn is banana boats left, and he won his first Oscar at working with Clint Eastwood, who's a lifelong Republican. By the way, Tim Robbins was also in that movie, Mystic River. Tim Robbins is, I think, to the left of Sean Penn. And yet they worked with Clint Eastwood and they made a wonderful movie. Likewise, I mentioned friend of the podcast, Sean Doolittle. You know, it supports many, uh, you know, liberal causes he also is super huge in making sure that veterans have homes he's very supportive of our military and da 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 on that team that won the world series they played in washington some of those guys were big big trump people and guess what when they won the world series they were jumping up and down and hugging each other because they found the common thing was enjoying the game and playing the game and for us fans look at you go to a ballpark you go to a movie and you enjoy that movie or you enjoy that ball game, find the joy and just have that assumption. You know, assuming things, of course, we all know spell assume, spelling's an ass out of you and me, fine, I get it. But this is a helpful assumption because if you start getting the tweezers out and you start picking apart every player and try to ask for their voting record and see if that's going to make you want to root for them, you're not going to experience any joy. Because if you lean on one side, the athletes are going to disappoint you. If you lean on the other side, the artists are going to disappoint you. So just know where they're going to stand. Assume that and enjoy what they do. Am I supposed to be stunned that ball players turn out to be more conservative? Really? Am that supposed to be a stunning thing? I'm supposed to be stunned that artists tend to be... No, just assume that. Assume that. There are hosts on the Lockdown Podcast Network who have been on the show who I do not agree with at all on politics. We don't talk about it. Do you know why? 
We have a unifying love for something that we find enjoyable and gives us joy. If you love a song, but you don't like how the singer votes, good God, enjoy the song. If you're rooting for a ball club and you don't like the way the first baseman votes, but the first baseman hits a home run, for God's sakes, cheer for the home run. We're about to have a presidential election. 2024 is going to suck. It's going to suck with a capital suck. And we need all the things to give us happiness. So forgive me for going on this tangent, but I felt it's important. Think about it. Have those two assumptions. Artists are going to be liberal. Athletes are going to be conservative. You have that assumption and enjoy what they do. And enjoy this podcast. I hope no one minds that I said that, but it's been on my mind. And if you have something to say about that, what are you going to do? If you listen to me all the time, then please, please put a hashtag. Which somebody, where's the hashtag? And where is that here on this 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 silly little thing? Oh, yeah. Put hashtag Everyday Sully. And let me know what you think. And let me, and let me know what you think I'm wrong. I don't know how this is controversial. I'm telling everyone, enjoy life. Enjoy the things that make you happy. We've got so much stuff that makes us sad these days. This is what I love about baseball. And why I've always loved about baseball is that it makes me happy to watch a game and follow a game. I had a game going on in my classroom during lunch break. It was the A's-Cubs game. I was watching with one of my students who was on the spectrum. And we were loving watching it together. We found something we could, you know, it's something we were having fun doing. And it's the greatest thing about baseball more than any other sport. They had a full slate of games today. And guess what? Tomorrow, we got more games. We got more games. And they're going to make me happy. Because that's the point of it. It's to make you happy. The movie, the song, the TV show, the ball game. They're there to make you happy. And we need all the things in the world these days to make us happy. And hopefully this podcast made you happy. So follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can follow me. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And we got some great shows coming up, including Nick Morawski from Locked On White Sox. And Ethan Smith from Locked On Pirates are going to be on pretty soon. Talking about sticky stuff with Max Scherzer and a plea for happiness. This has been Locked On MLB. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.